The show exclusively known as the voice of the Arizona Cardinals fan club, The Bird Gang. Now with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Bird Gang. To join the conversation, dial 602-260-1060. And welcome back into the Casual House Bird Gang. Another edition of the Casual Sports Show is here for you on another lovely Monday night. Not for the Diamondbacks. Oh, come on. <laughs> Too soon. But, <laughs> you know, this is your show, Bird Gang. You know, we're the only show that's going to speak for you. We're going to be 100% all in for all things Bird Gang activity, your road trips, tailgates, and their locations, barbecues, picnics, tickets you want to buy, tickets you are selling. We do it all through the Bird Gang, and we get it all out to the Valley for you. You want to be involved, of course, you know what to do on the three social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all with the same tab, Casual Sports. That's K-A-Z with the Z at the end of sports. And also, you can... You can uh, Visit us on our website at www.casualsports.com and get all the latest cards, news, training camp news. Download the new Casual Sports mobile app for your at your leisure. You can uh, listen to the archives if you miss any of the shows. We got a Cardinal packed show again for you on tap. Of course, Cardinals preseason game one recap. We're going to get some of the best players that stood out in that game and also some uh, bubble players that uh, also stood out in that game that are, that are riding the bubble right now. We got to see it up close. Yeah. yeah well, you know that's as close as you're going to get. <laughs> uh, right behind the bench. Uh, okay. And um, my man Dante Stone um, should be contacting us a little later, maybe in the fourth segment, to give us a rundown of the fight and how he did in that fight and the yeah. details I'm, i can't wait for that and um that's what we got going on right now and so what's, what's what was the weekend like bro well i mean you were there with me for about yeah, know, a quarter of it. of it but uh the weekend was good let's see what happened oh just the normal crazy stuff living life with three kids you know? <laughs> i love little zayda never a dull moment <laughs> she's the cutest little i know yeah she's every time she's i the see her, she just give you that little look like <laughs> you know, I know you're not that cute at home. You probably, oh, the, yeah. You probably the yeah, yeah. I okay. got proof. You got proof. <laughs> I got my man Jay here gonna hang around for us for a second. Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, you know we got some exciting things going down, man. So yeah. uh, let me get this bird gang thing out the way. It's actually in the bird gang huddle, but I'm gonna let you come in on that with me. Uh, so let's go ahead and do what we normally do: bird gang and huddle up and see what we got for the bird gang coming up. Okay, Bird Gang Club, it's time to get in the Bird Gang huddle. Give me some protection right here now. We got a touchdown. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Bird Gang. All right, our normal, usual things going down with the AZ Bird Gang fam. My man, Valentine Flores Club, as you know, have all of their games that you can come watch with the club as a club member at the Marlies and Chandler. AZ Bird Gang fam, if you don't have... Uh, tickets to the game or not watching it at home, that's your home to go watch with the AZ Bird Gang fam, my man, Valentine Flores. For more information, look him up on Facebook or go to the www.azbirdgangfam.club. My man also at the AZ Bird Gang fam has the Cardinal autograph signing going down September 11th. 
the player in the house, David Johnson, Bird Gang. Go out there and meet David Johnson. And uh, Valentine has a raffle going on that you can get a free up and close meet and greet with David Johnson. Valentine Flores is putting a lot of work in for the Bird Gang fam, and they are getting it all what he's given for the club. So if you haven't signed up and you haven't uh, checked them out by now, go ahead and sign up. My man, Valentine Flores, AZ Bird Gang fam. Again, www.azbirdgangfam.club. And my man, Sean, he's going to tell you some takes we had through the week. Well, right now we got the uh, Twitter poll out for today. Who has the most work to do after the Cardinals' first preseason game? Brandon Williams with 70%. Wow. Mike Glennon, 15%. J.J. Nelson, 5%. And 10% for other. I got two. So, Cool Town Cardinals said Daniel Munner. Whose man is this? His snaps seriously need work. Hashtag, bruh. <laughs> then you got teaching agent Jeff saying wide receivers coach. That's, uh, that's my big one right now. But we also got uh, some word out from Darren Urban that... Uh, Benyabin Wickery and Carlton Agudosi got a little fight today at camp. Oh, yeah, I was there. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't get to see it, but I was there. putting that out there. And then also uh, Bradford and Rosen going to be getting more snaps in game two with the uh, number one All right for the offensive line. Sweet. 12 News Tailgate Alliance also having their road games at the Freezer Ice House, 83 West Broadway in Tempe. 12 News throws a good party. Bird Gang, go check them out during the season on the road games. Go and hang out with my man Chris Styles from Frontline Music Militia, Lynn Jackson, Big Paper, and all of the 12 News Tailgate Alliance. They will also be doing some TV cameos with 12 News. So, Bird Gang, you want to check that out during the season. Casual Sports will also be joining uh, some talent throughout the season for Thursday night. We're going to make that a little short announcement because we're going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> so, also, Bird Gang, look out for a lot of things that we got going on through the upcoming uh, season. Season Casual Sports is launching its new Fantasy Football League. You love fantasy football? Come join us. Uh, $500 grand prize for the winner at the end. If you love fantasy football, join us on Casual Sports Facebook page and we'll send you the invite. Those are the clubs, independents, and all the breaking news that's happening in the casual house this week. We're going to go ahead and break this huddle. And this huddle was brought to you by the good folks at Entrust Realty, lowest vacancy rate in the AZ. Let's break this huddle and get this show going. Bird gang on three. One, two, three. All right. So what happens if we win the fantasy football? We get the 500? <laughs> we just get to look good, man. Oh. <laughs> I had to ask. Man's got to eat. You know when fantasy football comes down, it's always, oh, let's go up against the ex- experts. So they think, yeah, they think you're the expert. I know. <laughs> but uh, No, hardly. Yeah, it's but, a gamble. Uh, <laughs> got better luck playing craps. All right. So we got the football season coming up, man. And we were, we were looking for something good to do on Thursday night football. I Indeed. think we nailed it, man. Man, I'm chilling out, and I get a I get a text from the one and only E. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with you, dog. Hanging out with you. I'm I'm surprised people don't come up and ask you for an autograph oh, or something like nah. that, man. But yeah, I'll let you go ahead and do the yeah. Do the so orders. what we got going on? We knew something good was gonna be going down for Thursday night, but I just didn't quite know what. But now we got it nailed down that. Um, you got all your preview shows on the TV. You got all the people that 
give you what's going to happen in the next week of football games. True. And they do it on TV, and they got all the analy- you know, analytic stuff going down the boards and all that. Hey, yeah. why can't we do that on radio? Why not? So we're going to get a group panel of NBC Sports Radio talent, and we are opening up Thursday night. On like Thursday fool. nights to like act crazy. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to, to keep you. all these all these uh, outrageous personalities. Oh, hey. We're going to give you all the matchups, the great matchups. We're going to give you our picks. We're going to give you maybe a little bit of fantasy advice. Some of us, maybe. And hey, then, I'm, I'm just chilling. And my man Jay over here going to have the truck steering wheel. He's going yeah. to have uh, my man uh, Ed Smith. He's going to have uh, and Jim Marshall, I believe, as well. I believe so. And yes, sir. Yours truly and Mr. McConnell himself. Yes, sir. And yeah. we're going to be in the back seat, and we're going to roll with my man Jay Adams. It's going e- <laughs> to be the easiest hour ever. Because all I get to do is say, let the experts do what they do. <laughs> exactly. Do what they do. Just set them up, and you knock them down. Yeah, so man, I'm, man, I'm looking LA forward stuff, to that, so. man. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. I, I want you to drive the truck because, man, you have this knack for just hitting us with stuff we just didn't expect. It's like, oh, you caught me. <laughs> That's going to be it's gonna be the fun thing. So I'm looking forward to it. I really right. am looking forward to it. Um, one of the things, real quick, I know, I how you end up, what do you do when you're taking notes? How how intricate do you get when you are taking notes? Because I oh, follow man. you on your social media, so I see the pictures that you take. I see this and all these things, and I, I made this comment. On your, we won't mention who I compared you to. Right. And it went totally <laughs> the wrong way. It and sure I tried to, did. I tried to give a cool compliment with the comparison. It went, so I just backed out. Yeah, but the point you. is you do a great job of, of staying in touch with what was going on with, with the Cardinals. Appreciate that, bro. I mean, my hat's <laughs> off to you, man. Keep, keep it up, bro. Yeah, you want to know how I get that? I uh, got a lot of help from Mr. McConnell over here. Oh, come on. We do a lot of texting back and forth, but I'm actually there with eyes. I love to have eyes on action. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's the best way to get the information. I see it. And sometimes you see something you don't want to put out there, like the last time we saw Bradford doing that little limp, and yeah, nobody like, wanted uh-oh. to believe it. I saw that. But it happened. I saw that. Right. It happened. But right. yeah, well, we just we just try to do the best we can, man, to get that news out for the bird gang because they're the ones that you know that love hearing it. So can I ask you this? Are you are you guys uh, a little bit scared because of the backup center? I mean, because of the. Actually, 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 no, good. actually, no. He looked look better today. Cold looked. No, I know. I'm talking about the, oh, the backup. backup. I, I, he looked better I, I, today. I, I, or I'm, no? I'm hearing. I'm hearing in training camp he did okay, okay. today. I watched him, but Bain is getting a little bit more action there. Okay. He should because he and was non-existent on Saturday. Exactly, right. and, and and you would think coming from where he comes, he comes from in college, having played how many games? Three, at three full seasons at, at center. center. And it's like why would he not get the first nod? I always wonder why they do that. Somebody comes in and they say you're great. You, they excelled at guard and they say cool, be a center. <laughs> yeah, my guess, great, my guess, my guess, wide be, receiver, cool. Yeah, be a DB, be a DB. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like how, you know Bruce Arians was good for that. Uh, but I, I I I just look at it like, man, it's something has to be wrong as far as his picking up the offense. Because you're when you're that center, you're the one that's orchestrating True. where the mic is, where everything is for that quarterback. And he may be having issues with that. I don't know. Well, he's definitely thinking too far ahead. If he, if the ball's skimming the ground every time he snaps it, he's definitely <laughs> thinking too far ahead. And he doesn't have his mind on each individual task at a time. Yeah, it he, makes me think of 
youth football because mm. my, my youngest, and it, it, I mean, it, it can go to whatever level that you're on. Correct, right. But if, if you have that, if you're thinking about other things instead of really being focused and relaxed, I, I would imagine that that's where, that's where you start to see those inconsistencies really show up. Right. Yeah. I found it really interesting, too, that uh, the guy that, the uh, center that's snapping the ball really low. Munyer, yeah. Munyer. Yep. Said earlier today on a radio show that he didn't realize he was doing it. Yeah, until he, he found until out that later he got that he found out he was doing. I'm like, who's waiting? Who? What coaching staff? As soon as you get to the side, and line. what quarterback is not letting you know? Yeah. That you're, hey man, get the ball up. I'm, I'm going down to the that's, ground to get the ball. That's one thing about Bruce. He probably would have called a timeout right oh, then yeah, and there and shoot him out. He would have him out real quick. And that's that's, that's a little different. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing that was the case. I think he was not trying to probably put nobody under the bus or something. No. Maybe he just wanted to take the whole blame from him for himself. Well, he's definitely handled it like a professional. Yeah, he and did. I, you can tell he was trying to handle it like, hey, I'm not going to throw nobody under the bus. This is all on me. But after seeing Rosen and uh, Glennon get beat up on Saturday, I really want to see Evan Bame get second team yeah, reps for me that. me too. Me too. Me too. I agree with that 100%. But let, let's not just give Mr. Glennon too much credit. because No, man, no. I, it was also that, him. He stunk that place <laughs> up, man. I've seen I'm yeah. sitting there going, okay, he didn't get no pressure right there. Where was that ball going? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but he was the man, and when the lights came on, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was ugly, man. I'm like, okay, well, we, yeah, we'll give him some excuse there because the, the, the uh, second team was kind of, yeah. yeah, but, man, it, uh, Charles Karnoff didn't have no problem, did he? No, no, no. <laughs> NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. You're listening to the Casual Sports Show mixed in with a little bit my man Jay Adams. Yeah. And we appreciate you hanging around a little bit for us, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll be right back, Bird Game. We're going to take a quick break here. Look us up on Facebook, A Casual Sports, K A Z with the Z at the end of sports. We'll be right back. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back in a while. So uh, don't nobody go nowhere. Wake up with a champion. Heart on Sports gets your mornings going. Started with three-time Super Bowl champion Dale Havastray and the Angry Fan. Monday through Friday from 7 to 9. Here on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. It's now time to jump back into the action with Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. To be a part of the show, call and interact at 602-260-1060. Welcome back, Bird Gang, into the Casual House, Casual Sports Show, right here on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. Um... The Cardinal game, NFL in general, is going through a crisis right now. Ooh, can I, I got a stat for that. I know where you're going. Can I tell you? <laughs> I can. Yes, sir. Week one so far, not even regular season, right? You got 275 oh my penalties. God. For That's exactly where I'm going. 2,371 total yards lost. Wow. And how many of those penalties was that new rule with the helmet? It had to one, be more than half. Oh there was my one God. where. They were penalized for a tackle, right? Not a not a not a game, not a game, not, <laughs> not the not the infraction for a tackle. And yeah, it was man. so blatant. It, 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 it's it's, it, it's bad, man. It, it, you can tell the referees are out there at the same time trying to learn all this on the go because yeah. you can tell it's like they don't they don't know what's what from one end to the other. I saw different. I mean, and like I told you last week, I watch all these preseason games, man, because I love it. Yeah, and I, I, I've seen this rule get tossed all over the place. I saw uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Cardell Jones from mm-hmm. the Chargers. Mm-hmm. 
put his head down yes. on a scramble yeah. into another player. Right in the no gut. call. No call. And then the exact same thing flipped when our man A.J. Howard, a perfect tackle yeah. with his shoulder leading yeah. and his helmet just happens to rub up against or hit the guy, automatic flag. Well, and Travell Dixon on the Cardinals also had that. So Tony Jefferson, you know, being that he's still loyal to Arizona, retweeted this and is like, I legit don't understand how they would it, like us to tackle because if this is a flag, I'm unaware of the exactly, proper way. Exactly. And that's Head exactly, on ball. Like you, you can tell shoulder everybody that's, that's going through it is like, I don't know how to tackle anymore. I, I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, that helmet is a pretty good size. How are you going to make that helmet disappear? Yeah, it's, it's impossible. Like it's, you can't move it from side to side as much as you like. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is getting frustrating, man. I'm like, okay, oh, you know what? They're going to have to I – mean, hopefully the preseason will get so out of control that they'll relook at this this rule and find out how they're going to – Well, especially if they're not going to call, call it, on the, it on the offensive side because that's just showing that the good league point. wants the score good to be point. run up. I was just about to say that. That's a yeah. good point. It's all on the defensive end. It, and then when you watch the games, I've watched games where the offenses are putting their head down and yeah. going into guys, they're not getting a call. They're I'm taking for, a play. I'm all for offensive football, but every game 45-42. I heard right. somebody yeah. mention that last yeah. week. I don't need every game 45 Right, 42. We have that problem exactly. in the NBA. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. don't need that again. Yeah, I'm straight. I'm, I'm good with that. And that, the the thing is, I think what you'll find is probably the first two weeks of the regular season. Right. After that, that you'll see you'll start to see the calls decline. Decline. But it's going to be a tough two to three weeks of the, of the regular season. I, I why, believe that, too. Why does the NFL insist on having their own drama to stir up the league? Like, we don't have enough problem with players and their own drama. We have to have... Backup officials, new rules. Mm-hmm. We have to have inconsistent punishments with the with the commissioner. We have to have <laughs> anthem policies. We have to have all this oh, stuff. That's, getting out of that's just where the NFL is like its own e entertainment network. Right. It's an overreaction. Think about it this way: you're if you're in corporate America, somebody comes in, they're they're late for two days in a row, then all of a sudden you have to have a meeting about <laughs> yes. you can't be late anymore. So if you're late now, we're changing the whole the whole policy. That's what it is because it's based upon what happened with the Steelers last year. Correct. Oh. Right. So it's an overreaction. Right. It is. Yeah. To correct too much. It is mm. a really overreaction. Um, Seems like the ref, like I said earlier, the refs, the refs out there are just they're they're, they're in no man's land, and they're they're trying to figure it out on the go. And it seems like to me, I've watched, I think every preseason game, with the exception of a few of them, and I've watched it every time that there's any type of collision, that flag's getting thrown out. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, did you really even see anything? And it's like <laughs> it just looked bad, it just sounded bad and crap. In the vicinity. So exactly. They're throwing it. And and I it, think what they're going to do is they're going to analyze that and use it. Okay. The data. I, th- I read I somebody so, that somebody uh, had yes. that. I, I I prescribed to that. Mm. That's just right. To that. I hope so. But it's hard to watch. The only time they didn't throw one was when Kurt tripped over himself. <laughs> I mean, that's the, every other time it's a tackle. <laughs> the flag's going out. They should. <laughs> did you guys pay? Did you pay attention to the fact that there was a gentleman that's a starter on the Chargers that was in for quite a while? Yes. He was in. What was deep that into all the about? Third. Or the beginning of the fourth quarter, I just it was, was just interesting like to me. They mentioned it on the, something they mentioned it on TV a, a few right. times, and then you start thinking, why would they do that? Right. That's it, it. Was just something that I mean, out. when you think football, there has to be some some type of some. You know, he did something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was getting <laughs> he punished. Did something he was getting punished. Um, maybe it's something he did with, uh, with another teammate, maybe or something of that nature. I don't know, but he's playing, and they playing him a lot, a and, lot. They, and they played him in the. But in the first, I mean, the first team, second team, he played the whole game. 
Yeah. I was like, that is interesting. That's when you want to win one of those games and you bring that one that one like freshman kid that's on varsity down to the far, the <laughs> freshman and JV games. You just really want to win that game and like yeah. shut everybody out. You bring him down and everyone knows right. he doesn't belong there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, crew, I, I've played crew, a couple of those. Crew, games. hit us with the casualties report real quick. You there? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Casualties report. <laughs> I didn't prep her with that, so that's my fault. <laughs> yeah. The lovely crew behind the glass still improvising. Thank you. Uh, let me ask you guys this real quick. Casualties report. We know there's some injuries. Last year, there was 51 ACL injuries. Ugh. Yeah. So far this year, we haven't played now one game in the regular season, and we already have 14. Really? Yeah, 14. we're going to beat that record. That's what I'm saying. We're going to we're going to blast that record out of the out of the out of the sky. Pun intended. Let me exactly. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let, let me ask you this real quick. We only got a few minutes, but do you think that that's got something to do with this new hitting rule that now guys are aiming lower? They, you have to go lower. I mean, where else are you supposed to go? I mean, I, I do understand that some of these are non-contact injuries, and that in OTAs yeah. we've seen that. But there are a lot of these injuries that are people may just don't don't know how to hit, and they're going low, and now they're taking guys' knees and, and knees out, and and this is gonna this is gonna spike. We already got two guys on the Cardinals that are dealing with this already. Yeah. Well, you've got you've got problems too. Where if you're trying to tackle David Johnson and he's already into the second wave of your defense, you have to grasp at something, exactly. or else he's definitely exactly. going to the house. So that's exactly. a desperation tackle as well. Maybe they do know how to tackle, but they got beat and they're trying to catch up for it, and they they grab the leg or right. or they they roll into the leg. I mean, that happens all the time accidentally that's, as well. That's a pretty big number, fourteen already, and of the fourteen, nine of them are on the def- defensive end. Mm. So it's. It, I think there's when you combine the fact that on as you start to get up in multiple levels that there's not as much time dedicated to tackling or using the right form right and then if you're not and then when you get to this level and if you're not being as physical as you were then that you you have those things happen and i think it's going to continue to happen that's well. true yeah. unfortunately that's a good point too maybe they should get rid of the, or, or lighting up lighten up the otas you know to a point where they're just walkthroughs Wait, are you proposing getting rid of preseason games uh, y- yes, <laughs> at least maybe two of them. At least. I'm on board with that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Casual Sports Show, the show that is the exclusive voice of the Bird Gang. You're listening to it right here on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. We're going to take another break here. And you hang around, Bird Gang. Go ahead and uh, if you want to be involved with the show, hit us up on social media. Casual Sports, K-A-Z with a Z at the end of sports. We'll be right back. Catch Uncle Buck and all of your golf needs with For the Love of the Game, Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. We now return to the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060, with your host, Casual E. Welcome back into the Casual Houseburg Gang. Let's go ahead and recap our Cardinal game. As you know, that's what this show does. All Cardinal centered so Cardinals win uh, glorified practice <laughs> 24 yeah. to 17 they almost gave it up too at the end yeah there's some reasons why oh yeah we got 
they hold on on the goal line of the on one. It, it was it came down to last play, and they held on and uh, stopped a scramble from the uh, Chargers quarterback and ended up continue, I mean, and got the win. So it was a good play. Luckily, it wasn't penalized for a flag. Right. So <laughs> it was a good game overall for the first team on the defense and offense and special teams. First teams, they they flashed. I mean, it, it was yeah. just a quick flash. Yeah, 10, 10 plays worth yeah, of a 10 flash. 10 plays of a quick flash, and we only got to see one Bradford throw. Uh, well, actually, two. Uh, one was called, a penalty was called when Fitz caught the, the one four-yard one, but that, you know, they, yeah. they, they uh, accepted the penalty. So, actually, one completed pass, and that was to Ricky Seals-Jones down the middle for six yards from Bradford. So, when we look at the game, what stands out, I mean, we know the, the first team did its job all around the board from – from from offensive line to running back to mm-hmm. quarterback to special teams, they did their job. It yeah. looked good. It looked good. Um, I'll go bad first. What stuck out to me? Okay. Um, anything? Anyone that wasn't on first string defense, i.e., Brandon Williams, right. missed tackles left oh and right. My goodness, that's not just missed tackles. Bad missed bad, tackles. Bad. Very bad. Oh my goodness. Um, Mike Glenn did, did not look good. Two for seven, interception and a sack. Yeah, that was my takeaway for bad. Obviously, the the offensive line, second string, looked awful. Couldn't get the ball snapped. Couldn't couldn't protect. Correct. It was just a giant mess. Um, we had a delay of game. That was that one was on Rosen. We had a couple misses um, in the passing game. Honestly, though, the biggest concern for me was is the defense. I mean, is it just that they're a vanilla defense right now and they're not really trying hard, or is it that the second team? There's some holes there. Um, it they has let to them be a, back in. Yeah, it has to be a drop-off from talent, of course. and Because you know the first team went out there and got a three and out. Right. Got some good pressure on the quarterback. They had Cardell running around like crazy. Yep. And and so, but that second level comes in. The talent's not going to be, of course, as you know high as the first team. But at the same time, they're playing against second-level talent. Yeah. So they should still, you know, show out to be, you know, better than the other team's second team. But we have some issues in that in that category, especially on the offensive line, because it's the same. You know, some of those guys that are on the second team are the, some of the offensive line we, that have been here when, when Bruce Arians was here. Right. I mean, Wetzel and um, who's the other guy? Um, we had a few guys that are still on our mm-hmm. offensive line mm-hmm. still here, and they're still trying to figure it, figure this thing out. So, I don't know. Maybe because it's a new offense, new everything that's going on, they just need some time. But they were, they were going at it today in, in training camp. Uh, he had them. He had them working <laughs> drills this time. Not not just you know live thing, but they were doing like drills yeah. out there. So I don't know. We'll see Back how that works out. And, and like we said earlier, there's some word going around. Of course, that uh, Evan Bain's going to get some time there, and we're going to see if that can clear up that center center issue. We have to see because right. if if um, if we have to go to the second string center, mm-hmm. we we have to know what we got. And right now, Daniel Munner is not what we want. Right. So we got to we got to explore every option. And you know somebody's you know who's lurking in the in the wings for coming back in a couple of about a week and a half or so. Hmm. That's going to put that all into perspective and do what he has to do. Mr. Kime is is coming back. Yeah. And you know when he gets back here, he's, he's not already got just, five centers ready not, to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to ask. Do you think they're allowing him to at least watch the games? I'm sure he can watch from yeah, home. Exactly. But he can't exactly. be there. So you know he's got it lined up. Yeah, in they don't head. have any like low jack on his TV or anything like that where they can just like shut it off. <laughs> that would be freaking funny <laughs> if they did and it just shuts off. Yeah, he's just watching okay. highlights on Twitter like as fast as he can. Let's go down the categories with the offense in that game. Um and well, 
all of the categories. Let's start with the wide receivers. The wide receivers didn't get much you know, uh, action that night because the, the whole game plan was we're Run running the ball, the ball yeah. and we're going to show you what we're going to be about. It's going to be about running it down your throat. Hmm. And uh, so the wide receivers didn't really do much, but one on, only one guy kind of stood out with one big play. Uh, Jalen Tolliver caught a nice little bomb down there in the third yeah. quarter, which got From us the Kanoff. lead back and set up a yeah exactly and set up another and set up a good uh, touchdown to get us back in the lead. Um, and again, Mister JJ Nelson in the big times in the, when the lights are on is not strong enough to catch a ball in traffic yep. because the ball can't hit him right on the hands. Just because the guy was hitting him on his back and hit, kind of hitting him, he still should have caught the ball. Yeah, and there's would have been a first right down. Out. There would have been a, a, another Rosen completion and mm-hmm. a first down, but yet he dropped another ball in, in, a, in, a, in a crucial third down, in a, in a, and it's just, it just continues to happen. And, and um, Greg Little today in training camp ran with the first team. So that tells you right there. He had the most snaps in that game, 17. Absolutely. And he ran with the first team with with Josh Ro, uh, Josh today, with Rosen today with the first team. And I'm going, okay, the writing on a wall for Mr. Nelson is, is starting, to start, mm-hmm. starting to pan out a little bit because if that guy moved up the list, yeah. you know, who, who, who took his place when he was down on the list? Somebody moved up. The, the, the categories are going up. So – I mean, like you said earlier today, there was a a, a, a scuffle that broke out. Yeah, in training Agadosi camp, and, and Agadosi uh, and uh, Ben Aben Wickery. Yeah, yeah, and it, it kind of seemed like a little bit of frustration from Agadosi, in my opinion. Just sitting Could back be. watching, because I'm going. He he looked really frustrated mm-hmm. because uh, Ben Wickery's getting all his pub and all his this this. Hey, he had a good game. He, He's he showed physical. out. He is physical to begin with. He had he played with Steve Wilkes. It's, yeah. it's, it's in his DNA to be that way. And yeah. he, was, he was roughing him up a little bit. And, man, you got to just man up and take and do what you got to do. Yeah. He got frustrated. And I think he's frustrated because he knows he's on that bubble and he's down Absolutely. that list. I, I just think that's where that fight came from. It was a brief, quick fight. It wasn't yeah. like they just brawled and, and they just – no, it was like a Get quick scuffle. Man, what's up with you? And they kind of separated him and Wilkes walked back and those <laughs> right halfway up. off the field <laughs> and got him closer to, almost to the locker room, stopped him and talked to him. And the next thing you know, he went back to the to the receiver's huddle and they came together and talked a little bit and they were fine. But yeah, I just – I just think it was a little bit of frustration on his part. Could and, very well be. And when you talk about these receivers, the writing's on the wall for, for J.J. And, and, of course, Agadosi. Then we go to the running backs. Mm-hmm. Did pretty good, the two top running backs, of course. There's really no running back after those two to me. I mean, who's who's? I mean, the second team didn't get to run the ball that much. I mean, no, uh, I mean, T.J. Logan, Logan had okay. 17. Uh, Foster was in for 15. Right. Um, I mean, Edmonds looked like he's going to be the formidable number two. And David Johnson looks like he's back with a capital B. I mean th- those two oh, runs yeah. that he popped off were Yeah. Those incredible. two runs are are were great runs and I, when I look at David like we said nothing was wrong with David's legs. No. Nothing was wrong with David's head. They still work. He's the same David. <laughs> yeah. Uh he's just holding on to that ball a little tighter. That's yeah. about it. And so and so when I, I watched that play, the first play from behind how slick he is in the hole i'm it's, like did you see him kind of duck under and get out and then get out I'm like, and then there's just bodies on the floor and his body's everywhere and he's got that shuffle in his feet to change directions better than any running back he in can this plant with all of his oh my weight goodness. on one side and amazing. you had no idea he's amazing so now you couple that with 
the meat on this offensive line. Remember in, when 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 uh, OTAs and all that started mm-hmm. and free agency started, we were like, okay, they may not pass block great yet. No, but, but they're gonna they beat are, your face they in. They are maulers on the run, and that's exactly what that looked like. And you potty looks like he's in great form oh, this man. year. I was watching them all stand together out there. Now that you add Mason Cole as the center, they are a yeah, big, Cole is huge. bunch, man. I'm like, He's huge. I'm like, this could be the offensive line that gets us where we're trying to go. Yeah, I yeah. think so because they look good. Even with Mason Cole being in there filling in, being the starter now, he's not filling in. He's the you starter You didn't even now. notice that he was there. You I mean, and that's exactly what you want from an offensive exactly. line. Exactly. You and just don't even fact, know they're there. Matter of fact, those two runs came off of him. Yeah, it was all th- yeah, right through the middle. Right through the middle. I'm like, okay, this kid's going to be fine. And, and there was we, about a player and a half of space <laughs> in between exactly. them. Exactly. If you're going to open holes like that, look it's for over. David to – Oh, man, yep. David's going to blow up this this league to, with, and having Chase behind him. Yeah. I, I think we're going to be really good there. Get so, that check ready, Steve. So we just covered the o- offensive line and the running backs right there because the O-line was excellent first team. Yeah. And, of course, we know the second team didn't do as as well. I got one for you. Christian Kirk. Now, okay. obviously, as a wide receiver, didn't really show much. But as a punt returner, showed exactly what he can do. Oh, and yeah. If he can just run without run tripping without over himself. grass tackle. Man. <laughs> We're going to give him a hard he, time he on that it. one. He was but, excited. He was excited. Oh, absolutely. As he should be because he got speed like that and he can do what we want him to do. There's not going to be any more Patrick Peterson pressure to be that punt returner. And that's exactly what the Cardinals needed a boost on the special teams. Right. And he, he man, he hit that, that thing, that gap. Whew. He hit it fast, too. And he was running too fast, so he was going to make a quick move on that kicker and he just tripped. Yeah, he was, it was like he was trying to debate, am I going to jump over him? Am I going right. to spin move him? Right. Am I going to run through run him? Right past and him. then he just tripped in front of him right. instead. He like yeah. he's going to just run right past him. Happens to me all the time. Like we just already said, DBs, real quick here, the DBs, of course, Ben Rickery showed out uh, causing two turnovers. Mm. Um, Cap Cappy, man, a dude with a motor that just I mean yeah it was the second team third team he was playing but that dude Olsen Pierre too yeah both of those guys Very showed out really, really 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 showed out to a point where like they were relentless yep and um so they're they're fine they'll be they'll be they'll be okay I think um Jam- Jamar Taylor mm-hmm. is showing out really good as the guy opposite to Patrick Peterson that he's got a lot of experience I, I think he's going to bring a good physicality to the table that P- Patrick also does himself. They're both very physical corners, right. and Ben Rickery too will be in there making making plays. So I think I think defensively the defensive back position, I think we're good. Wanted to get into the quarterbacks, we'll probably hit that up in the next segment. But we got uh, Josh Rosen. Oh, uh, did he play? Yeah, Glenn, know, Mike Glennon, and of course the young <laughs> kid. I love the young kid Charles Karnoff. Uh oh, balled out. In the game and balled out in training camp again today. So uh, we're going to talk about that when we get back. Uh, we also got my man Dante Stone coming into the house to give us an interview about the fight that he went, uh, he had on Saturday night. So, Bird Gang, hang around. Casual Sports Show will be right back. NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. Yep. Hold on. We'll be right back. It's time to get back in the action with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. If you'd like to join the show, give us a call, 602-260-1060. Welcome back into the Casual House Bird Game, Casual Sports Show, brought to you, of course, by the good folks at Entrust Realty, lowest vacancy rate in the AZ. Trust me, I know because I deal with them myself. 
personally. All right. We had a heck of a fight that uh, we were. I was at the, the Cardinal game at the same time on, on Facebook Live with my, with my man Chris, going back and forth, getting the highlights, getting the update of what was going on with the fight. And uh, we got my man Dante Stone come back in the house to give us a little bit about what went down on Saturday night because he was, of course, there face to face with the action. Uh, I saw the pictures, man. Uh, welcome, Dante. Uh, we got Dante and Val back in yeah, the casual yeah. house. Thank you. Um, I saw the pictures that Chris sent me, and the Waldo guy, Cortez, did he? was he out of shape? He was pretty big, wasn't he? So Waldo did come in a little bit heavier okay. than the I first thought, time I, I fought I him. That. Right. And I came in a, a Light, lot lighter, lighter than when yeah. he fought me. What, what was that like? Did he give you any like, uh-oh, this dude looked. You know, did he, no, did he get a surprise he, look? Or? He looked the, he he looked, gave me the same look, so I okay. guess he he felt confident that, that he was still right, going to win the fight. Right. You know, mm-hmm. a boxer you. should feel confident. Exactly, exactly. He felt that he beat you that first time, so it was like, did he? You think he overlooked you because he didn't I, get in shape? I think he did. Okay. I think he overlooked okay. me a little bit. This okay. is just my personal opinion, so right. you know, take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. <laughs> I I do think maybe he underestimated me a little bit. I mean, right. But his coach knows me, so maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Because his coach does know me. We, we he's known me since I was a little kid. So. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so take us. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing details of the fight. Two knockdowns. Take us, take us through, take us through that, and, and what that looked like on so, Saturday night. Round one, where you know boxers get a feel of each other in the first few rounds for longer fights. With the shorter ones, you can't really afford that. So round right. one was, was my feel him out round. Seeing. What he was going to do if I tried certain things, like my coach Val has been telling me to do more often, is anticipate. Right. So that way you can you can react to it. Okay. So I started throwing my jab, keeping it solid, keeping control of the center of the rings to establish my presence. Okay. So that way he couldn't get past me. Threw a couple of body shots to try and slow him down so that way he wouldn't move around as much. Okay. Round two came, started picking up the intensity a little bit more, throwing my left a little bit more, cutting off the rain to stop him from running away. Or moving around where he wanted to move. Okay. So started picking up, started picking up, started hitting him a few more times, and he started slowing down. Because again, I'm throwing more body shots. I don't think he threw any body shots on me mm. that I can remember. Okay. Round three, round three is where it really picked up. Okay. Round three was, was the prize round of that fight. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm getting on top of it because in the back of my mind somewhere I knew that if I did not do something, the they were going happen, to yeah. do it again. They were right. going to take my fight from me. Right. I could not give them any reason to. So, okay. uh, honestly, the first shot that really set up that round was a straight left hand right down the pipe. Split his nose open. Oh, he was bleeding. I had cut sweet. him at that point. It was an official sweet. boxing cut. Like you need to put the c- cotton swabs on okay. it and everything. Mm, After that, I don't know if he panicked or if he felt he had to get me back because he knew that was a hard shot and he wanted right. to make sure I couldn't throw another one. All I know is that at that point, he threw. He missed. I came back. Crack, crack. Right, left. He was down the first time. Went to the corner. He got up at about six seconds. Referee did okay. his job. We went back at it. I knew that I needed to do it again. again. Somehow, I had to make sure that I took this fight. And I heard... My coach right there said, cut the ring off. So I did. Again, he threw. He missed. Right, left. Down for round two. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I see my man Val over here, like, fuming, because I know he he had some issues with the – with the organization they was dealing with, because he kind of like like Dante saying over here that he knew if he didn't do enough activity, they were going to do the exact same thing they did to him last time. So, exactly, what happened with that man, Val? As far as yeah. 
your your opinion because I heard the decision that of the fight he should have been unanimous, but they didn't give him unanimous. The, the, the second judge, uh, I think he got the I think he got the uh, the names mixed up because he had <laughs> he had uh, Waldo with a perfect score. What? Yeah, he had Waldo with a perfect score and, and Dante with thirty four, which. If you do the math on the, the knockdowns and whatnot, that should have been the other, the other way, way around. Right. It should have been a unanimous, so been a unanimous right. decision. But at the end of the day, that second knockdown was a kind of a long, in my opinion, um, he spit the mouthpiece out of We wow. thought we won. Right. At, at, at about six or seven, he spit out the mouthpiece okay. as he was getting up. Okay. Uh, and then it, it, it looked like the ref was lifting him up, too, Like to me. I, <laughs> I don't know. It so just looked like it was a lot gotta, of. You got to help me with this because so the way think... the way the knockdown system works is, um, uh, according to the rules that we were given in the dressing room, you get knocked down three times in a round, you're done. But before that, a knockdown is minus a point. So mm. after that second knockdown, it was a ten-seven round in my favor. Mm. At that second knockdown. If you watch the video, which some video is available online, I'm going to be getting the full video on Friday and okay. making sure it's published out. Then that's where I want to go real quick because that's mm-hmm. what, when you, you have an organization that's running a fight. Somebody has to come to you with an explanation for that and give you some explanation of, okay, maybe there was a mistake because that's yeah. too obvious. I mean, if you got two it's, knockdowns it's, it's in a obvi- fight. It's obvious, but, I mean, you at this point, we're just trying to get out of here with the victory <laughs> the way the way they roll, and we're just trying to get out of here with the victory. So we did is, get the victory, ultimately. So. Is this common at this level to have that type of issues uh, with the judging and, and with the the knockdowns? and? In my experience, it seems common because I'm new at this. So <laughs> I'm like, wow. So, when, they ca- when they cut out the score, I was like, huh? Oh, wow. I've been in the boxing game most of my life Um, with the amateurs. Unfortunately, you know, there are discrepancies in the pros. There's not supposed to be as many. And I mean, I have seen fights both live and on television at even higher levels Mm -hmm. where there's just a discrepancy where you're like, what what, what fight was that judge watching? And even though I am a low level pro boxer right now, that was one of those discrepancies that judge. In my opinion, I feel they did not truly do their job because right. 40 to 34, even, even if the, 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 the crowd and the, and the promotion and everyone was against me, I did not do such a poor job that I deserved only 34 points. The fact mm. that not only did he win every mm. round, but two points were taken away from me. Wow. That's why I think it was backwards. I think they must have got it backwards. That has to be the mistake. Because that would have been the math behind it. Because essentially the boxing scoring system is a 10-9 system. If you win a round and the other guy loses and no points are taken away from anybody, it is a a 10-9 round. Now what had happened is because of the two knockdowns, I got a 10-7 round, which means I'm already at 17 points. Mm. Now if I had one, one additional round, that would have put me at 27 points and then lost the other two. That would have put me at 38, which is how two of the judges had it, it was 38 to 36. Yeah, that's clearly a mistake. So I mean, I'm thinking maybe watching. the judge. I mean, you, think, you would think that it's, it since it's a, you know, uh, your first, you know, or second fight and you're not the top guy on the on the card that night. So they're just kind of like, yeah, okay, well. Yeah, essentially they don't, they don't, I was on the B the side of that. Cor- yeah, they don't have the names correct because they figure they look at you like, well, you're not really. 
the main guy here. We don't really know who you are, so right. I think we got it right, you know, type of thing. So, so no, there's nobody you guys can go back to with what's the name of the organization? Iron Boy. Iron Boy. No way you can go back to them and tell them look at the tape and and see who 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 is the judge. Does anybody know who this person is? I don't remember the judge's name. All yeah. I know is we at the table. We how much you get paid under the table? It don't matter. I mean, we. All I know is at the end of the night. Yeah. I stayed professional. I oh, paid good, my respects man. to that's all the good. judges for doing what yeah, they do. That's good, man. That's all good. I know is um, when, at, at the end of the day, I think that Iron Boy was upset with us anyway because of what happened the night before. So what happened is um, we had tried to commit to selling a certain amount of tickets, but okay. that was not a stipulation in my contract that I had signed when okay. getting paid to box. Okay. Now, I'm a boxer. My dad had a family emergency, so he wasn't here to help us sell tickets this time, and he couldn't okay. make it to the fight, unfortunately. So, okay. so hopefully everything goes well there. Yeah. The thing is, Iron Boy Promotions wanted to cut my pay 90% because I did not sell half of the tickets that we had committed to. Well, there's your answer right there. What happened in the fight? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty clear. So, okay, so we want we don't want to keep on that because we only got a few minutes yeah. there, but I, I right. understand what happened with that. But uh, what's next after that fight? I mean, after that fight, what's next for you? So right now um, I'm resting for a few days after the fight, you know, recuperating, getting all the soreness out of my body and whatnot. Um, our next fight is hopefully going to be sometime late October, early November. Okay. So it's just going to be me and Val training again, my right. dad and I training back again, getting back into school and, you know, just – Run it and get just hit the ground running, you know. All right, man. We appreciate you coming in, man, and thanks uh, yeah, for man. giving us those details. Some pretty good details on that one, man. <laughs> congrats uh, again. Congratulations thank you for on that us. again, and, and uh, thank you, uh, crew behind the glass, Sean McConnell yeah, again. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next week. This is the Casual Sports Show. You're listening to it on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060 Bird Game. We'll catch you next week, and we go. We go. <laughs> <laughs>